Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Power of Forgiveness podcast. My name is Dwayne Staten. I want to thank you for tuning in for another episode. This podcast is meant to help those towards the path of forgiveness for the ones who have been hurt, heartbroken, forever changed by something that was said or done to them, which changed their mindset, the course of their relationships, their future, even their life in general. With this podcast, I speak about the lessons I've learned from forgiveness and I give it to you, the audience. And today I have a very very special guest. I have Vincent Moten, entrepreneur and owner of Elevate Your Taste and a future sommelier. Fun fact, we're cousins. (laughs) I wanted to get him on the podcast to speak about a story that he had about how a friendship that he once had was broken down and how he had to forgive both that person and himself during that time. This is a story that is a must listen. Here's the interview. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Power of Forgiveness podcast. My name is Dwayne Staten, and I want to thank you for tuning in for another episode. I am here with a very, very special guest, an aspiring sommelier, owner of Elevate Your Taste, the wine tasting experience, and a black wine professional, Mr. Vincent Moten. Say hello, people. Hey, hey, what's going on? Yeah, fun fact, we're cousins. (laughs) <laughs> what up fam <laughs> yeah fun like, fact actually, we're cousins. cousins we literally grew up with each other so he knows things about me i know things about him and we've had a good childhood growing up yeah we, we really did i always i'll never forget um just the way Dwayne and uh my other cousin damon how it would always be the three of us but somehow it always ended up being just me by myself and Damon and Dwayne. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I knew he was going to go there. I knew it. I said, no, he's going to be professional. I was wrong. I was wrong. Just wanted to make sure that that was clear. <laughs> but look, it's the Forgiveness Podcast. You forgive exactly. me and move forward. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but... In all seriousness, Vincent has grown to be an intelligent and very capable young man. I've seen him, again, go from a young boy to a very capable person who has his own business, which is Elevate Your Taste. He is an aspiring sommelier, and his knowledge for wines, I'm going to tell you right now, I I do not know anybody as smart or knows anything about wines as him. When I think of a go-to person, I think of I think of Vince, and that's me being honest. Oh, I appreciate that, cuz. That's me being honest. So I have a, I usually have an icebreaker question, right? So here is my icebreaker question for you. It was National Ice Cream Day the other day. So my question is, what is your favorite ice cream and why? Ooh. So I love cookie dough ice cream and I love it because as a kid I found myself you know uh, as deviant as a lot of us are like you're not supposed to eat the frozen ice cream or the refrigerated ice cream um that is like well not not the ice cream I'm sorry the actual like the cookie dough the legitimate cookie dough in the tub or in the little cylinder in the tube whatever and I'm just sitting here like I, I just, I love this way too much. Like, and this is probably a problem. Like, <laughs> and so uh, every time when I have ice cream 
and it's got to be in that flavor or something like that. It just takes me back to the, the days of being a kid, and I could just be like, "Yes, excellent!" Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know. So it's um, but yeah, cookie doughs, ice cream, and mostly because why not? Like <laughs> that makes sense for me. It's kind of in the same vein. I like mint chocolate chip. Mm. That's my favorite. And the reason why is the first time I ever saw mint chocolate chip, it was the first time I ever had two of my favorite things, the color green uh-huh. and chocolate chips from cookies. And I said, green, cookies? Why am I not already in the, in, in the carton eating this thing? So when I tried it, yeah, it opened, it opened up a whole new world for me. And I said, I will never go back to what I had before, which was vanilla. I used to eat vanilla and sprinkles all the time. And then I just said, I do not know you depart from me. <laughs> I, exactly. <laughs> I was just like, I've upgraded from you and I don't need you anymore. You have elevated. I did. I elevated my taste. So <laughs> I just loved it. I just yeah. honestly loved it. So I know you have a story for us and mm-hmm. I want you to share that story with the listener. So please go ahead and speak your story, sir. So, um, wow, it's, it's a pretty, um, it's a pretty interesting story. Um, for one, I definitely want to, before I even get into it, I want to give honor to God because, um, Absolutely. a lot of things that have been happening in my life, uh, especially within the last two years, have been because of his grace and his mercy. Absolutely. And um, the strength that he has given me through the people that he's connected me with, um, I would not be here today uh, talking to you as I am um, without him. So uh, with that being said, he's also instilled the power of forgiveness for me. Yeah. And um, I have, um, so back in, 2016, or I'm sorry, uh, 2015, I had um, came across someone through a network of friends that was like, I want to say they were coming from the West Coast, moving to the East Coast, a military person. And, um, you know, they we're transitioning to the area. They didn't really have any friends, but through the network, it was like, okay, you know, let me bring this person into my life and stuff like that. Because if they're part of this group that I'm a part of, then I'm part of it with them as well. And so um, I found that, like, I did a lot for this person as far as um, like emotional support, um, presence like I would presence as in not with the T but C E. Um you know I would travel down to um another part of Virginia frequently to to hang out with them and right. yeah friends camaraderie and so um then so that was twenty fifteen and three years goes by uh and then I develop a relationship um, with a guy um, who we're still together now. And with that being said, like there was always going to be that kind of, 
I don't want to say difference, but there was always that like resistance about, you know, whenever anyone gets in a relationship and people that are close to them, sometimes those people will feel like, you know, my friend is being taken away from me, you know? And even though that may not necessarily be what it is, that's sometimes what it looks like. And, um, you know, there was like a lot of differences that I had opinion wise with the way that this person would handle, you know, our friendship uh, in regards to me having now a new relationship. I felt like, you know, they didn't respect my relationship um, the way that I felt that they should have. And so with all of that, um, I came to the realization a few months ago, this is actually like right before COVID. So it was just really, really weird, probably like February sometime. And, um, you know, almost two years of, you know, trying to like, quote unquote, find a balance. I found that I was depriving myself of, um, you know, just being happy holistically because I'm trying to like cater to someone who isn't giving the same respect that I'm giving to them. And so, you know, I had to remove this person out of my life um, as, as a way of, of healing and, and not in any, you know, this is not like a, a, anything that's like negative towards them or whatever, like, you know, this person has a big heart, is genuinely a good person, um, hasn't, in my opinion, hasn't properly processed their trauma and I've like provided tips on how you can, you know, manage that a little bit better. Uh, and it just kind of seemed like those, the feedback wasn't received well. And so I'm like, you know, you can take a horse to the water, but you can't make a drink. That's facts. Yeah. Big facts. And so I can't see myself, you know, trying to, you know, uh, deprive myself of something because, you know, this other person doesn't want to see the best, you know, for me. And so I had to forgive that person for, you know, just the way that they handled, um, you know, the, the, the situations uh, that amounted to, um, you know, the cease of friendship. And I, and I think that we're both in like much better places now, though. And so, you know, I don't, again, I don't hate him or anything of that nature. Like I actually want the best for him, I really do. But if I didn't learn how to forgive him, it was just going to consume me and it was going to, um, you know, kind of have me on a bike pedaling backwards constantly. And it was just like, the best thing to do is to, you know, understand when someone tells you who they are the first time, always believe it. And, you know, my first impression of this person, I understood very clearly. And it, a lot of times was in a joking manner, a lot of things that would be said until one day it stopped being funny. Mm. And, and for me, you know, it was like, because I allowed, you know, that energy and I didn't set a tone early on in the friendship, it allowed to manifest into, you know, what amounted to be like, look, we gotta just do our own things. Um, and so I, I thank God though, that like, you know, this person, they're overseas now, um, you know, they're healthy. I, um, 
I see pictures vicariously either through some of the other friends I'm still connected to or, um, or, you know, through like posts that are relevant to them that like other people are tagged in, you know, how like that whole thing works with social media. So, um, but yeah, it was, it, it was a really tough thing for me to do. Like it took me a long time to digest, you know, that I need to do this and, you know, forgiving them again is like, it's more, it was more for me than it was for them. If that makes sense. Yes, honestly, everything you said makes sense. The first, thank you for being vulnerable with your story. And thank you for sharing the lessons that you've learned. I, want, I have a couple of questions really quickly. Sure. What, a couple of things that got to me was what you said of, you were being deprived of being happy when you were, in, when you were connected with this person. Yeah. And you realized that you were catering to someone who, when you treated as a necessity, they treated you as an option. Right. And I'm glad you did that because you being connected to that, in my opinion, it would have drained the life out of you a lot more. And you probably wouldn't have seen that. Mm -hmm. And you probably would have been in a very dark place. And yeah. even if we weren't related, I would say I wouldn't want that for you. Right. So the right. question is, when, when did you first realize that you were being deprived of being happy and that you were catering to someone who treated you as an option? Like, how did that feel when you realized that? There was a day where um, I was, when I was asking this person, um, could you, or would you mind, like, I know that you just, like, you just moved out of the country. And so I already knew the answer to the question that I was going to ask them. But, like, for, and, and it was less about me, but more for my best friend. And so, but it, because it involved him, it involved me. And, like, when I asked them, do you think that you will be able to return to the United States for this event, like this monumental event? And the response was, no, this type of event is not that important to me. And such and such is a big boy, he'll get over it. And now for me, like uh, an alarm set off in my head because one, I wanted to say some words that were not appropriate. Yeah. And, um, it, but I, I caught myself. Yeah. Because I said, this is not the right setting, the place yeah. or the time. Yeah. Um, and so that was something that, again, because I didn't set a tone with this person early on in our relationship mm -hmm. as friends, then that type of communication was allowable. Mm -hmm. And I can't really be mad that that's how they responded because any other time it was okay. Yeah. But because I knew how important this was to my best friend. Um, yeah, if I had set the tone early on in the relationship, 
then it wouldn't have amounted to um, where it got to. You know what I mean? Like it, yes. it would have been like, this is not an appropriate thing to say mm. at any point in time. Yes. Uh, but because at that point, you know, I was very passive about conflict. Yeah. Um, and so last year I started, and I don't like say this for attention or whatever. I think that it's extremely helpful and beneficial, especially to black men. Um, I, I was listening to this other podcast last year uh, called Let's Talk Bra. And yes. Had uh, segments about uh, a black man's guide to um, anxiety. Um, they had conversations about depression and then they also had um, overall wellness topics. And so through that, you know, they had like actual professionals come on and, um, you know, they made a case of how or what steps you can implement to, you know, better serve your mental health. That's facts. That's on point. Yeah. And so I, um, I found myself, you know, a therapist to just talk a lot of things through because a lot of this was between work, uh, relationship and this, um, dynamic of friends, you know, just everything amounting all to each other. It was just like, you know, I can't carry all of this without some sort of um, guidance on how to process these thoughts and these emotions constructively, not just, you know, lashing out on people or cursing someone out or, you know, none of those things are to me constructive. It may get the feel good moment in the immediate, but the long-term effects to me seem uh, less beneficial. So um, I think that having, you know, the courage to invest in myself to say, hey, you know, I need help in this area. And, you know, that one of the things that the therapist has highlighted is conflict resolution, because that's something that I brought up is like I struggled with. And um, one of the most profound things that he said is, I'm not responsible for other people's reactions. And because of that, you know, that's almost like something that I, whenever I see trouble ahead, if you will, it's like, if it's important enough where I know that I'm not causing any detrimental harm or any malice or anything, you know, towards people, I realize that, you know, I have the space and the capacity to be transparent and realize that, you know, if the longer that it sits with me, the more damage it's going to do to me. And as long as I'm not saying it in a way that is, you know, attacking someone, because um, there are like different ways to approach those conversations, then I think that, you know, that's what I needed to do myself. And that's what gave me this, the strength to, to do it in this uh, friendship and to make the responsible decision to say, hey, I, I just think that, you know, we're two people that had a great amount of time with each other, a lot of great stories, memories, stuff that we'll never forget. But I think that it's just best that, you know, we go our own paths. And, um, and that's okay. Like, you know, cause you start off as a child, you know, with friends on multiple fingers. And then as you get older, you see things kind of dwindle because you realize, you know, who has the better intentions for you who is envious of you 
and then those who actually want to see you do better and are, you know, they're like pushing you to do better. Gotcha. Um, you know, all those people are different and it takes time to figure it out. That's true. That's very true. I wanted to ask when you said you had to, when you forgave the person, right? right. You forgave them for the things that they did. The question that I have for you is, did you have any, did you have to forgive yourself in any aspects? Forgive yourself in any, in any of this situation? Thank you. Um, so forgiving myself took, um, you know, a lot of time initially, but then it's, it's, it's an ongoing thing yeah. in the sense that like, you know, there's, there's a lot of work that people can do together, but then there's a lot of work that just needs to be done. Like when you look at yourself in the mirror, you know, you only see yourself first before you see anyone else. Um, you know, your wife or your husband or whomever may be over your shoulder, like if you're both in the mirror, just smiling, but you see yourself first. And because of that, you also in some capacity, not necessarily have to be selfish, but you have to be cognizant of self and how you are processing your feelings. And I know that forgiving myself for, you know, being as open to having these friendships with, you know, with people like this, I had to forgive myself in the sense that like, it's okay that I didn't know in the beginning, like, mm, because, powerful. because then that gives me room of discernment and understanding. And, you know, um, I think that one of the best gifts that God gave me is um, the power of being thoughtful and caring. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes people confuse niceness for weakness. Yes, they do. And I think that, you know, the misconception is I can, you know, walk over you or, or say or do different things and you're not going to challenge that. Yeah. And um, so I had to forgive myself also in the sense that, like, it's okay for people to have those opinions that that's the, those are the things that they can do. Um, but you know, God strengthens me and, yes. you know, he gives me so much guidance and so much power now that before I got baptized last year and before I joined my church, like, you know, I was like a lost puppy, you know, because yeah. um, I, I was close with him when I was in college in 20, 2009 and 2010. And then I was distant from God until uh, 2018, mm. um, when I met my partner. And so, you know, he brought me into the church and then I started to feel like a connection, like a legitimate. And so, you know, not going with COVID now is just, yeah. So he brought me back into the church. Um, and it was like, it was just such a profound experience to be reconnected with God in this capacity. And like, it just, you know, it, it gives me so much more motivation to, so much more motivation to help people understand and process their emotions. Yes. And that like, you know, God is also a resource, but I mean, even in my church, you know, we definitely promote um, seeking out 
you know, wellness from professionals, people that deal with this on, not deal with, but um, help you achieve and understand, you know, a better headspace professionally. Absolutely. Um, and so um, I think that, um, I think, yeah, it's like, it's just been a blessing to, to be back involved in this and to, because um, at one point, you know, when, I want to say probably like four or five years before I met my partner, um, it was like a rough period for me, just like dealing with my identity and um, trying to figure out, you know, just myself in general. And like, so when I, you know, by his grace, um, happened to be at the same party that um, this person was, my partner, um, it just, it was like, hmm. And there was a lot of resistance that was there that night, which is a podcast for another day. <laughs> but, uh, but all in all, God worked it out. And he said, I'm bringing you this person who's going to bring you back to me. Mm. And um, I now like, like the other day we went by, um, me and my partner, we went by the church and we prayed right in front of the church. Like, um, and cause he's got some, um, some stuff going on with his family and stuff like that. So we just said, we need to take a moment to like, you know, and I just felt so grateful for him and for God because it just provided so much more clarity to me is like, you know, I'm on holy ground right now and I feel like I'm just getting goosebumps, like just sitting here praying and like, even though I'm not connected with all the different people that are, um, you know, in the sanctuary, but we're having church right here. And, and so, you know, all that to say that like, it just, it all ties into forgiving myself um, in the sense that like, everything that amounted to that point, like, it's okay. You know, it's, it's totally okay. Like, no, none of us are perfect. Um, we're all beings out here just trying to do right either by ourselves, our family, by God, all of the above. And we're going to mess up. We're going to make mistakes. Like this is, we literally exist and make mistakes. Like that is our whole, you know, we are born centers. So like, when when we get saved you know there there's definitely and the and the work that we do not just the getting saved part but when we put those things together being saved plus action you know of like saying i'm going to intently do better to you know not be resentful not be judgmental um not be argumentative like any of those things and if i am one day you know, Lord, please forgive me, you know, please allow me to be closer to you and to discern how I need to approach this better in the future because it's going to happen. Yeah. Thank you for that. That was good mm -hmm. because we try to be perfectionists right. and we try to make sure that we don't make a mistake, but we will. We're human. Yep. You know, God created us. And it also says in Philippians, that he who begun a good work in, uh, shall complete it to the day of Christ Jesus, which means we're not perfect. There's still things that need to be worked on. Yes. So when we make a mistake, 
we got to ask God for forgiveness and then we have to forgive ourselves. And I want to thank you for pointing that out. Yes. One thing that you also said was that you had to, once you forgave them, you had to let it digest. You had to digest that whole thing. Can you go into that and what you mean by that? So, um, so as some people may know me, like, you know, I can be kind of spontaneous, right? Um, and sometimes people may look at that even too as like being impulsive mm. about um, certain things. But like calculated decisions and informed decisions are much better than emotional decisions. And, you know, I needed to understand fully, um, you know, what was going on, what was happening. And I needed to make sure that I wasn't going crazy. Mm -hmm. So I needed to take a step back and say, let me look at this from an unbiased point of view. Yeah. If person A gives an example and says X, Y, Z, and then person B reacts and says anything out of the side of their neck, really, um, then what makes you think that they won't go back to person A and do the same thing that they're doing to all the other people that are out there? And okay. it's like, it just, it doesn't make sense to, to have that type of energy around if you don't need it. Yeah. Because they have made it very clear that they are interested in themselves first and then you second yeah and in a friendship that's supposed to be you know like a lot more meaningful yeah then i'm just second hand um you know i i definitely even if you don't say it i need to feel like i'm valued as a friend yeah and if if you made me feel that way about someone else like that also you know, things that we say about other people, you know, they also impact us as well. Because just because the target isn't focused on you doesn't mean the target can be shifted another day. Yeah. And um, so, at, again, that just brings me back to my earlier point of, you know, trust what someone tells you about themselves the first time that you meet them because yes. it's almost always going to be accurate. Like facts. Yeah. That's nothing but pure facts. Yeah. And I'll speak for me. Mm -hmm. There are times where I've seen the red flags and I chose to ignore it because I quote unquote loved the person. Mm -hmm. I thought that they would change or that I could help them change mm -hmm. or I didn't know it at the time, but kind of manipulate them and change them into who I want them to be or who I perceived them to be. Right. And that proved to hurt me more so. Mm -hmm. So I definitely echo that statement. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Yep. And if you have fallen for those red flags before, mm -hmm. you're not alone. Right. We've all fallen for people who have, who's had, who've had blatant, red flags 
Mm-hmm. Multiple signs that says stop, do not go, do not pass go. Mm-hmm. Really stop what you're doing and we keep going. And there are times where we blame ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the point that was made earlier. We're human, we mess up. Yep. And we have to forgive ourselves and you have to let it digest digest what has happened and what is processed because if you don't digest it in my opinion you gloss over it and you don't kind of learn another way is you kind of what's the word you kind of stunt your growth in a way yep where you don't let it digest like i had to forgive this person because they hurt me they mistreated me Mm -hmm. and a lot of those things if you can digest that and really acknowledge that I really forgave this person. Mm-hmm. You're good. Now, that's not to say that those feelings of hurt won't come up and right. that that anger won't come up. And when that happens, some people may think I didn't really forgive them. No, there are times where those thoughts will come back. Mm-hmm. But then you got to affirm, I did forgive that person. I did forgive myself. I can move on. And it's daily affirmation. It brings me to my next question that I have for you. You say that you had to remove the person from your life, which is very powerful. Mm -hmm. And you also spoke of you had to put boundaries in. Right. It's also powerful for all relationships. Boundaries must be set. Mm -hmm. The key thing you said when you said you had to remove them, you chose to remove them. Yeah, it was a conscious decision. So I want you to speak on the choice to forgive that person and the choice to remove them from your life. So if you can speak to those two things. Yeah, so um, the the choice of removal, um, that to me came from um, evaluating my own mental health. the relationship that I'm in with my partner, um, you know, I see seeds being planted and, you know, it, it means more to me um, the continuation of this relationship versus, um, you know, someone who is going to be of the, I'll say the jealous type and and be upset at my unavailability uh, because now I'm making new memories and, you know, I have new aspirations that involve less of the other person. And not to say that it, like that person wasn't of value, you know, but I think that, you know, like anyone can speak clearly and say that as they develop a relation, a romantic a romantic relationship with someone that you know the dynamics of their friends or family or whatever will change and it's not that you know that there's going to be um a removal of you know presence per se but it's just the approach is just going to look a little bit different and this person couldn't understand how this is going to work going forward. Like, and it, it left me no choice, but to remove them. Absolutely. um, Because, 
like I, it is not my job to, I don't want to sound harsh with this, but it's not my job to carry around dead weight in the sense that like this person was going to continue to weigh me down and, and hang this over my head as, oh, you're always spending time with them and you never come see us. And I guess we're just not important to you anymore. And all these like guilt trips. That's not harsh at all. You know what I mean? That is not harsh at all. After you, you know? explain that, that's not harsh at all. That's necessary. Yeah. And it's like, for, for me, I'm like, I've, I had to forgive them though at this, on the, in the same breath because if I allowed that to manifest in my spirit and continuously, like I was going to run out of air. Yeah. I really was. Um, I felt like it was choking you. It, yeah. And wow. it's like, because I knew that there was no way that I was going to be able to, like, I'm not looking for balance. I'm looking for harmony, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. And so, you know, like one thing is, is like, as someone who I'm in a relationship with, you know, now this person is um, a part of when you address me, you address this other person. And just like I address them and their wife. And so it's like, I give you this respect, but you're not giving me this respect. Mm. It's not going to be conducive for me to continue this relationship because respect has to be received on both sides. That's very um, true. And I'm giving it, you know. Um, Although I may not physically be present, but I would check in and I would make sure like, how are you doing? Like, how is such and such going on? Are you okay? Because I heard this is happening. Yeah. You know, I would do those things not received on the other side. And so it just, so again, it, it took me a minute to like, to let that kind of manifest and for me to process it digest it, make a informed decision, not an impulsive one. And since then I have like felt such a freeing, like just energy in my life. Like, and I see the way that God is working on me now, like the doors that he has opened for me since I've removed that weight, it, I just can't even put it into like, there are no words. Um, I mean, it, it just, I'm only grateful for what he has allowed, what God has allowed me to see and where he has me going. And it is because he gave me the strength to say, I'm not, and quoting my therapist again, I'm not responsible for other people's reactions. So in order for the sake of my own mental health, and my wellness, this is something that I got to do. You were a great portion of my life, person, but, you know, it's, it's time to move on. And, I say, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. Um, and, and I've just felt so much better about it. And, um, yeah, so it's just, it's, it's been, been really good because now I don't, now that I'm free of feeling like a prisoner to my own emotions about guilt of trying to do all this stuff, but then it's also freeing 
to the sense that like now I can continue to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, if if anyone listening takes anything out of this, that's the one thing I want you to take. What you do, you are not responsible for other people's reactions. Right. When you decide to forgive them and let them go, you're not responsible for what they do. You're only responsible for you and your mental health, your physical health for some folks. Mm -hmm. You are responsible for you. So do not feel bad. Don't let anyone else make you feel bad for cutting off this person or moving on with your life. It's your decision. Yep. You should not feel guilty about that. So I wanted to ask you this. After learning all of that and going through all of that, mm-hmm. what does forgiveness mean to you? Forgiveness means um, it, it, it means that it's always happening. It means that um, there's growth in self. It means having self-awareness in a much greater area than you did before. Yeah. Um, And it also means that you have the capacity to do so many great things as long as you give yourself room. Yeah. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. What would you say is there something that you wish you learned earlier when it came to forgiving this person? I wish that I had set the tone in the beginning. I wish that I was confident enough in myself to not allow that friendship to get to the toxic place that it ended up in. Got you. Um, because if, if there was one thing that if I could have, you know, circumvented it, that, that would have been it. Like, cause if I had set the tone early, it may not have even gotten to, you know, over four years, almost five years um, of constantly catering to and all this, you know, other stuff. And so if, if I had just been more confident in myself, um, that, that definitely would have been it. Okay. And last question, what is one thing you want to impart to the audience? Um, hmm. I think that as we're all humans that, you know, the, so the world is constantly evolving. Um, you know, each day, we are grateful that God let us see. Um, I think that what people, people should, one, we have to learn to relax. Um, I think that we, we hear that word a lot of times and it, it can mean many different things, but my interpretation of it, especially relevant today is don't beat yourself up, relax. Like something bad has happened to all of us and it shouldn't have or relax because you have the capacity, you have the room, you have the ability to do so many great things today and tomorrow that 
may have made you suffer yesterday. But turning that energy, it takes work. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes a lot of conversations with God. And you have to be cognizant that you're not going to know all the answers. You're going to still make mistakes. You may even make some of the same mistakes as much as you may beat yourself up about it. And you don't need to because as human beings that are imperfect, trying to be perfect, that's the worst thing that we can do. Like we, we have so much strength and so many things that were possible of doing that. Like if we focus all of our energy on what we didn't do, as opposed to utilizing our strengths and going towards what we can do. I'm talking about, you wanna talk about being a machine? We all have that in us. I know you do, I believe in you, and I trust that you will do well in whatever you do. Absolutely. I want to thank you for coming on, Vince. I appreciate you. I really do. So do me a favor. Tell everybody where they can find you. Thank you so much, Dwayne, because this was awesome. Great conversation. Love you, man. Um, So uh, I have a couple different um, places that people can find me. Uh, I have a website, elevateyourtastes.com. It's with an S on the end, uh, elevateyourtastes.com. Uh, I am on Facebook and Instagram um, at Elevate Your Taste, one word. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much where you can find me. Um, I do have a Twitter and a Pinterest, but I'm not as active on those. Um, I post a few things, but more so the Facebook website, definitely website, and Instagram. Uh, I post a lot of wine reviews and stuff like that on there. Um, and I just really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today as well. This is, this is great. Not a problem at all. So everyone, if you didn't catch that, I'm going to put that in the show notes below because I want you to connect with them. Definitely. For all those wine lovers out there of age, drink responsibly. Please drink responsibly. Be 21 or older to follow. Yes. Thank you. Yes, please drink responsibly. And definitely check him out. You, I definitely want you all to. That was a powerful story. Man, that was a powerful story. You know, every time I interview someone, I learn something new, and this one was no different. I want to thank my cousin Vincent Moon for being on the podcast and being open and vulnerable with his story. I greatly appreciate you. I also want to thank you all for listening to another episode of the Power of Forgiveness podcast. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate on all platforms, and most importantly, share this with other people. You never know what they're going through. The Power of Forgiveness has a Facebook group page. Join the group and please get in on the conversation. The link is in the show notes. And also, I have social media, Facebook and Instagram. You can follow me on both of those. And that link is also in the show notes. Another thing is you can now leave me a voicemail on Anchor. I would love to hear from you. That link is in the show notes as well. I want you all to have an amazing week and remember that forgiveness is not letting what that person or people said or did to you affect you, your spirit, your future, 
or where you're going in life. And that is not an excuse for or enabling someone's behavior, but not letting what that person or people did hold you back or keep you from being or grabbing all that God wants you to be or has for you. Have a good one.